Welcome to the Grace City Eugene podcast. We exist to help every person in our sphere of influence to encounter Christ, experience biblical community, and extend God's kingdom. You can learn more about us at gracecityeugene.com. Here's the podcast. Well, hello and welcome back to the Extended Cut. Excited to jump into another week of uh, diving a little deeper into Sunday's sermon. With me, as usual, I won't say always, uh, but as usual, Pastor Chris Honor. Welcome to the show. Hola. Hola. Uh, before we get into this week's Extended Cut, we want to kind of have like a, we're, we're doing something new. We're going to have like a upcoming segment on the front end of every show here. We've got a couple upcoming things uh, going on in our church family that we're excited about that we just want to give you a few more details, uh, a little bit more information, and maybe just some of the heart on. Um, So first, on December 18th, we've got our family Christmas kickoff. Come on. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, Pastor Chris? Oh, can I? Family Christmas kickoff. We're starting our two-week Christmas-focused sermon series. We are telling people, hey, show up in a Christmas sweater. Um, make sure it's appropriate, please. Please. And bring a treat to share. After service, we're going to, um, some churches call it like a, a cookie exchange. We're not going to exchange. We're just going to hang out and have treats together and spend some time together as a family. So December 18th, uh, show up in your Christmas sweater or Christmas outfit. I mean, yeah. we're not, you know, just not Whatever Christmas swag you got. And uh, bring a treat to share after service. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be real great. Then uh, just a few days later, on Christmas Eve's Eve, December 23rd, uh, we've got a special service. It's kind of our our annual thing that we do together. Some churches power through and they do a Christmas Day or a Christmas Eve service. We found what's really great for our rhythms, both because of families and whatnot. Um, But then it's just kind of become a a fun church tradition, too, Mm -hmm. is... Christmas Eve's Eve is is kind of our thing. So it's what true. are we going to be doing at that service? Well, it's going to be 60-ish minutes of going through the story of Jesus' birth, the reason for Christmas, through mm-hmm. song and scripture. Short message just to kind of tie things together, but the heart really is for us to walk through um, a lot of these things that we engage in in our culture may utilize around Christmas that it gets missed as to like the meaning of it or where it came from. So... The, the story through scripture of Christmas, Jesus' birth, and also the songs that kind of go with that. And it's a, it's a fun little thing. It's a family service. There's not going to be child care because we believe that this story is for the entire family. Yep. It helps um, position us to really engage in uh, the holiday of Christmas in a Christ-centered perspective. And it's also um, a low barrier to entry. It's not all churchy, like maybe a Sunday would be, or people would interpret it to be. So sure. if you have friends that maybe they're kind of church adjacent, they, they're, they you know, say they're willing to maybe check it out sometime. This is a great first step to come meet your church family. Uh, come participate in this service. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, so that's December 18th and December 23rd is going to be kind of our two gatherings that we're celebrating Christmas together as a family. So please join us yes. and don't show up to the building on December 25th. Uh, no one will be there. Be locked doors. Hopefully it'll be maybe a little cold. Maybe we get a little snow. And uh, Christmas Day, don't show up to church. We won't be there. Uh, but December 18th, December 23rd, we're going to have a good time together. Yes, sir. Uh, now on to our uh, 
scheduled program as, as usual. The Extended Cut. This is a weekly episode, uh, podcast episode, where we just dive a little deeper into the themes or the message, kind of even the process of uh, whatever sermon was preached the Sunday before. And so this week we're going to be looking at Pastor Chris's recent message called Find Your Rhythm. And uh, it's part of our core strength sermon series that's nearly wrapped up this upcoming Sunday. It's going to be our, our last Sunday of it. Um, so if you haven't listened to that yet, uh, go go check it out. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the link to the message in the description of this. Uh, if you're on a podcast, it's probably just the episode before this. So uh, go listen to that before you continue on in this conversation. But to kick off, uh, could we just maybe do a little review? What did you preach about this Sunday? Well, we preached, it was Colossians 4, verses 2 through 6. Not a ton of verses, but um, a lot for us there. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about um, how Paul is shifting us into helping the believer understand what it looks like to live in rhythm with the gospel in your life. So just before this, we were talking about, you know, is it rhythms or is it rhythm? And rhythms to me indicates disciplines or behaviors, whereas a rhythm is a lifestyle. And all of those things working together and contributing to um, this life of the follower of Jesus that would testify to and indicate um, the power and presence of God in their life. And so um, now what plays into that is a heart of prayer, a heart of thankfulness and this idea of um, really contributing to the movement of the gospel message in our society and in the relationships in our lives. So we would call that being on mission. Um, He also does go in a bit to talk about how we should relate to, speak to, use wisdom with those that don't yet know Jesus. And he's in the translation I read Sunday, he says outsiders. That just means folks that aren't a part of like the faith community. And so we dug into what that looks like. I won't bore you with going into all 40 whatever minutes of it, but um, just a really good reminder that we are to be prayerful uh, for others and invite prayer for ourselves, not be prideful about it, um, to be alert as to what God is doing and how he's moving and to uh, what does it look like to kind of be in... Um, in tune with his heart for his people and what he's doing and pray into things that you see him moving in, not just like, well, I want this, I want this. And, um, and then having a heart of gratitude, having a heart of humility, proclaiming the gospel and being wise in our speech and gave a few tools on how to do that. But that kind of sums it up. Yes. You have anything to add? No, that's great. I, I just, yeah, it continues kind of in this uh, shift in Colossians where we've gone from uh, the exhortation, the theology kind of unpacking to like practically this is how this goes mm-hmm. out in your day-to-day life. And yeah. so this is just yeah, another week of a great example. And um, yeah, so much packed into you know just a handful of verses here. Yes. But, but so much good stuff. I mean, you could... You could you can make the case you could probably preach a sermon off just each one of these uh, themes and ideas. But but I, I love that summary yeah. that it's like, this is just our lifestyle. This is just the rhythm we've been called to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that's great. Yeah. I uh, One part that I didn't bring up but that I think is profound about this to tag into the summary part is the fact that Paul was writing this 
from prison, and that he's asking for prayer for doors to be open to the gospel, mm-hmm. not doors to his prison cell to be open, right? That I believe one of the statements I made was he was more concerned with being a faithful minister than being a free man. Yeah. And um, what would it look like for us to emulate that, to take that to heart in our lives in areas where we feel like, oh, I'm being oppressed, or people don't understand me, or this or that, and all the focus is about us being understood mm-hmm. rather than the gospel being heated. Wow. Yeah, so I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Well, let's jump into kind of our uh, routine set of questions here. <clears throat> what was most difficult for you in putting together the sermon this week? Having enough time. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of projects you, going on around the church. This week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I would have liked to be able to spend some more of my hours in the week, uh, yeah. maybe not building sheds in the freezing cold and. And just really digging into this, I think God still used it. But that was the hard thing is condensing my preparation time due to the necessity of some other projects that we had deadlines on. So um, outside of that, I think, as is the case with many of these sections of Scripture, it's like verse 2 is a sermon, right? Like um, verse 3 through 5 is, or 3 and 4 really a sermon. 5 could be a sermon. 6, like there's... You could really yeah. go with almost each of these verses. And so, all right, how much do I go into? And went deeper in one spot because, like, I think it necessitated it. But that tension of, like, oh, where are we going to dive in? Yeah. Um, and then am I being faithful to this by not diving in here? But right. it was already, I think, like 49 minutes, and I was, like, cutting stuff on the fly. So, right. yeah, that was... Yeah, I think it's, you know, that's, that's one of the things, like, we we're not really often bound to our particular outline or sermon structure style. Like we're probably influenced by a few different good ones and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but then sometimes you find yourself in a verse like this where it's like, man, even if I went to a more traditional kind of like three point, here's like, here's the the gist, here's what you're unpacking, here's what you're taking away kind of thing. Like um, that gets very difficult when you have like five points that are here and you're sitting there thinking, well, I know if I start to really do more than three kind of core ideas that I'm unpacking, it's just like it turns most into people a aren't going to remember, yeah. like all this kind of thing. And so it, it does become very challenging when you start to have so much to dive into. And then you feel bad when you are like maybe cut one section a little bit shorter because mm-hmm. Another one maybe warrants a bit more of the highlights or, or different things, and yeah, that's that's that is a real challenge. When you start off in the first verse, begs an entire sermon, yeah. and that so I'm like, I keep coming back and I read it through. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Okay, yeah. what does it look like to be devoted to prayer? What does it look like to be watchful? How are we thankful, and how do those things influence our life? Like. You could take that and then jump into dealing with outsiders, and you got a really robust sermon, yep. and that doesn't even account for all the stuff in the middle about the profound nature of where Paul is as he's stating this, and which yeah. I believe is a huge part of what God wants to impart to our heart in this, is the selfless commitment to you know the yeah. gospel going forth. And Anyway, yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, on the other hand, what brought you most joy in putting together the sermon? Hmm. I'm not pausing because I can't think of anything. I'm trying to decide which which way to go. Um, I think 
sometimes we recycle these answers sometimes because I think the the journey of a preacher is like, you know, you you dig into the scripture. What does God have to say about this? Okay, let me get that right in my heart yeah. so that I can communicate it without a residue of my own stuff on it. Yeah. And uh, so I think what, what brought joy is just like through this entire Colossians series, um, and I don't think any week is necessarily free of this, but this series has really been um, convicting and challenging me. Mm-hmm. And I've seen... Um, as my study preparation and thinking through illustrations in my own life, you can't think through what's a good illustration for that without things popping up that were bad illustrations of that the other side. And so it's like, ah, I need to do better at that. Um, So I think just seeing how God's working in me um, as I prepare and as I'm faithful to, to digging into this. And so every week it's, all right, God, what do you have for me? What do you have for my family? Where's the overlap? You know, um, so that brings me joy yeah. because I sometimes people I think can have this idea that a preacher gets up there and they're just telling you what's up or you know they they maybe you look at them as the person on the stage and they they got it together they're just helping me learn right. from like nah we're right. working through that the day before we're up there preaching it and yeah. I actually think that's unifying yeah. I actually think that that is fellowship in the body rather mm-hmm. than um, this idea of like, hey, I got this figured out. Let me give you a few hacks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And so, yeah. And I, it's just symbolic of the the life and journey that we're all going on in following Jesus, that none of this stuff is figured out just through one sermon or through one reading of the passage. Like this is something that needs to continue to be unpacked mm-hmm. in each of our hearts and in each of our lives. And that's part of why we do this podcast is because like we don't the things that we're not necessarily like always maybe the profoundness of our sermons but the the themes and the text and everything that we're jumping into deserves far more consideration Mm -hmm. than just what we give it on Sundays and like it's it's one of those things that we really wanted to create an opportunity where our church members could continue to be reminded of these truths mm-hmm. and to continue to think about the implications on their lives. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I'm so grateful that we're doing this because I, I think that that continues to help support and empower that model of like this being a journey, not just for the preacher or just for Sunday morning, but it's something that we continue to live out and experience. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, uh, were there any contextual details or, uh, interesting points, just different things that came up in your study this week that you were interested in talking about that maybe just didn't fit super well? Um, I think I found a way to get most of it in there. Nice. Um, and even some things that I didn't plan to put in there just came out because yeah. they were in, in me. <laughs> Thank so, you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> my uh, commitment to outlines is not always... Um, as good as it should be, as indicated by the length of the sermon. Um, But I think just this idea of um, this isn't just, like, Paul's not saying, hey, if you choose for this to be your vocation, here's how you should live. Mm. This is the lifestyle of someone who's committed their life to Jesus. If Jesus sits on the throne in your life, right? Like, if, if he's king, if he's Lord and Savior, like, this is what your life should look like. 
and not that it's expected to happen immediately, but you commit to being on that journey. I think in my message I referred to it as like you subscribe to that mm. and you may not always be fully utilizing that subscription or like doing it perfectly, but you are clear that this is where I'm headed. This is what I'm committed to. This is what I want to see govern my life. Right. And uh, it's just not a, oh, I'm not gifted in that, so I'm absolved from that lifestyle. And um, unfortunately in the West slash the United States, um, that's just not the dominant posture of, yeah. of self-identifying Christians. And, um, which is part of why some of the verbiage that identifies those that are following Jesus, like I am a little more picky about, like mm-hmm. I get that in the Bible and in plenty of Christian circles, the term, Oh, are you a believer? Oh, they're believers. The believers of Ephesus. Like, those things are are utilized, but, like, for me, we're in such a convoluted social point where there's this cultural Christianity, meaning it was my family's thing. Yeah. And so I believe in God, but how that plays out in my life is however I want it to. Sure. Like, this may sound bad, but, like, I don't care if you believe in God are you following Jesus? Right. Are you a disciple of Jesus? And so, um, I mean, the devil believes in God. Yeah. So what differentiates us from the powers and principalities of darkness simply by belief? Yeah. Then you have to wrestle with the theological implications of that statement. Like, in faith alone, right? But right. what does faith look like? Does it mean like, yeah, he exists? Or does it mean I have enough faith that I'm going to walk this out and make this a part of my life? I'm going to take all of the Bible into consideration, not just... Sure, God's real. Yeah, like, and sure. so, I don't know how we got there, man. I apologize, but that's. Um, I just I, I pray that the the weight, the profound nature of a perfect King who gave His life for us to be made right with our Creator, like that, those things would lead people, would compel people into. A committed life, yeah. not just a. Well, I believe in that, and but I still can do my thing. Yeah, um, a Christian that would not hedge their bets in case God doesn't show up, like that's, and I think these things make us consider that. Yeah, and um, so yeah, that was great. Continues to resonate for me. I love that. Any other last pieces of your heart you want to share on this passage? Pieces or anything? of my heart. Um, Paul doesn't tell the people of, excuse me, Colossae, um, if you choose to have conversations with outsiders, let them be mm. filled with grace and seasoned with salt. He just, it, it's, it's assumed that they will happen. Yeah. And if you exist in our society and you go to the stores, gas stations, wherever it may be, um, you're going to have, you're going to have opportunities to interact with people that don't believe like you do or aren't devoted to the faith like maybe you are. And so, um, like, just the idea that these conversations should happen. Yeah. They're not a, if I can learn enough, if I'm secure enough in my apologetics and all this. No, it's just have conversations with people. Be a real human. Share with them the reason you have hope. <laughs> and, like, I I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with this because I say this almost every week, but... Um, 
we're, we're here on mission. We have a purpose, and that purpose is for the amazing news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection and the work of the cross to be shared. And uh, so let those conversations always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, and be wise in how you answer others. Mm. And, um, yeah. Amen. It's not my thoughts. It's Paul's. But yeah. still. But that's a great sense. place to wrap this yeah. up. Yeah. Well, thank you for turn, tuning in to this week's episode of the Extended Cut. We pray that it blesses you and does continue to stir your heart for this passage in Colossians, for um, whatever themes or kind of application points that God's kind of highlighted or, or brought up in your own heart and soul. And so um, we pray that you have a great week. Join us December 18th, or I guess before then. You can join us too. You can join us this Join us this well. Sunday uh, as we wrap up the core strength sermon series is going to be a good one uh, to send this thing home and then we get to spend a couple weeks celebrating Christmas but uh, we love y'all and we'll see you soon see you later